Welcome to the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and the host of the Elite Business Advice Podcast here. Hey, before we get into today's episode, I just want to take a second and say thank you to all of our listeners and all of our supporters here as we are wrapping up season two. Uh, today's episode is episode 51 in the year, which makes 81 since we started this journey uh, back in April of 2021. And it's it's super humbling uh, and crazy to think about, right? 81 episodes, it means we've had about 70 guests come through here, uh, different guests, a lot of different topics. And I just wanted to take a second and say thanks. We just celebrated Thanksgiving here in the U.S. And I say it that way because I know we've got some Canadian friends listening in that had theirs earlier this year. Uh, and one thing, you know, obviously everyone's like, oh, what are you thankful for? And, you know, family, friends, all that stuff. But I really do uh, want to say thank you to all the listeners that have supported us since day one. I know there's been some of you guys that have been here literally since the first episode. Uh, listening in on every, you know, every Thursday on the PCA Painted podcast, or maybe every Tuesday on our channel specifically. Uh, and it's just super cool to hear the feedback and, and the, the thoughts that you guys have. And so uh, we want to do a couple things. If you've been with us since day one, uh, listening through, uh, even if you didn't start day one, but you've listened about all 81 episodes, uh, shoot me an email or get on our website. Let us know in the contact form. Uh, our website's elitebusinessadvising.com, or you can shoot me an email, chris at elitebusinessadvising.com. We'd love to pick a few people, do a little giveaway. We've got some different swag and stuff we'd love to send out just as a thank you to you guys. Uh, and, you know, with that being said, we're going to get ready to start recording season three. We got one more episode left this year. I don't want to say we're saving the best for last, um, but I think you'll love the episode we've got coming out next week. And so if you've got ideas that you would love to hear for us, you know, for season three, things we can do, topics we can cover, maybe there was a guest you really enjoyed, again, reach out, um, shoot us a message, shoot, shoot us a, a message on Facebook or Instagram as well. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Your guys' feedback is, you know, that's the reason we do this, not just for the feedback, but you guys. You guys are the reason why we take time. We put all this content together. We have guests lined up. The PCA spends time editing it for us, which we're super appreciative of, uh, you know, and just understanding, you know, what can we do to help serve you guys better? You know, that's one of our core operating principles here at Elite Business Advisors is to help add value to you guys in your business. And so anything we can do to try to add more value, um, even we're going to change up a little bit of some stuff here with the podcast and some tweaks and how we do things. Uh, and so we're open to ideas. We know there's thousands of podcasts you could be listening to and, and a lot of other ones you tune into. So if you have ideas for us, things you'd love to see, topics you'd love to hear, um, we're all ears to, to kind of go through and uh, get a better understanding on how we can serve you guys. So let's go ahead and jump into today's episode all about the top four systems you need to have in your business. So what is a system? Um, a system to us is a process of completing tasks or a method of organizing events and processes. So it's kind of two different definitions, right? We kind of link it to automation. Uh, systems is just kind of a way of automating processes and tasks. Um, or a system might be a flow in which you kind of do things in your business. And I'll go through some examples here today. Um, but I think system can be kind of a buzzword sometimes, right? Uh, and, and I think it kind of has a very vague meaning, to be honest with you. Um, you know, I guess there's kind of two schools a thought on it. Uh, and so, you know, one example is, you know, I, I consider this a system. Some people might argue this. Uh, I'm not smart enough to argue back with them uh, in, in logic and reason. I wasn't good at philosophy in college, but um, but I would call a system something simple like a nightly routine, right? So every night before we go to bed, I always let our dog out. Uh, and at that time, I make sure the front door is locked. I make sure that the coffee pot's ready to go for the morning. That's probably one of the most important things I could do there, right? Uh, and then we go to bed. Um, it's just kind of a way of, you know, you've heard us talk about habit stacking here, maybe on the podcast before. It's 
kind of just stacking habits together, right? Um, I consider that a system because it's something that just at this point, it's a routine and it happens automatically, right? Let the dog out, check the coffee pot, make sure bottles and dishes are done, go to bed. Uh, and I say bottles because most of you guys know we have a right now eight month old son, uh, which as you know, if you've had a kid before, washing bottles consumes your life a little bit. So, um, so that's kind of a, a system to me, right? And so, you know, you can talk about it in your personal life. We're going to kind of break down some of the business ideas and systems here today. Um, you know, maybe you guys maybe know my history. I started with a company called Student Painters in college, and, and it was an internship for college students that taught them how to run and manage a small business. And I, I will say the, the where I learned that the systems concept is, it was with that company. Uh, and the reason behind it is, uh, you got to think about this. So we hired 18-year-old college students that had no painting knowledge, maybe never had a job before maybe they were a three sport athlete throughout high school never had time to work a job and we taught them how to go run a, a 50 70 hundred thousand dollar business over three months in their summertime right so i'm gonna let that sink in for a second i don't think we could have done that without having a lot of systems in place on how to coach train and mentor them to do quality paint jobs right i want to throw this out there like we weren't just taking gallons of paint and opening them and throwing them on the houses right like we had processes we had a training system we had everything in place and then as soon as august wrapped up and, and students went back to school we went into recruiting mode for the next year and then we would do it all over again right and so you have to have systems in place in order to do that and student painters really taught me that example of, of what it's like to have systems what it's like to have a process that you go through right every time we would hire a new intern we had a process they went through you know we would have an expectations meeting with them we would have a, a meeting with their parents a lot of times to make sure the parents understood what the commitment was uh, time-wise and how to support them and stuff to, to make sure they succeed in the program just so that we got all that out of the way right um, we had a lot of other things in place I won't go through and give away all the trade secrets but we had a process that they went through um, and then when it came to estimating we had a system to teach them how to go out and do a painting estimate uh, and so having systems is a really important thing um, and, and even to the tune that we're completely rebranding it's launching here in a couple of weeks our elite business academy for contractors um, here starting in January 1st we're completely systematizing our whole coaching model um, not that it's going to take us as advisors out of it but it's going to help make sure there's a lot of structure in place and a path to walk our clients through to make sure that you've got everything in about seven different areas of your business done to what we consider you're running your business like a professional, uh, treating your business like a business, uh, because we see that we needed a better system in place than what we currently had. So what are the four systems that we recommend you to have in your business? The first one, a financial system. And this is going to comprise of a couple of things, right? So I guess you could make the argument this episode is going to be like the 12 systems you could have. But, um, but for mostly, number one, a financial system. And really what that's going to be consisted of is a, an account to put money aside for taxes, tax savings. We've talked about it a lot on the show. Five to 10% of your revenue aside in an account ready for you to pay your tax bill, <clears throat> your quarterly payments, any of that stuff out of it. Not payroll taxes, not anything else. It's only for income taxes to the state and the federal government. Um, so that's that's one, right? Automatic. Every time a dollar, every time a hundred dollars comes in, ten dollars goes into that account. Whatever allocation you set up, it's automatic. Some banks you can set it up to where it automatically transfers. Um, or if nothing else, you need to go in and manually transfer it. Every time a check goes in, make sure money goes over to it and have a system to track and make sure that's happening. Uh, the other one is deposits. We've talked about this a lot on the show. Every time you get a deposit, it goes aside in the deposits account. Now. For me, I didn't take the 10% tax savings out of it until I moved that deposit back into the checking 
because the job started or was finished up or something. That's just how I handled it. If you want to just do 10% every time a check comes in, if that's easier for you, I'm fine with that. Just be consistent. So um, the third one, you should have a, a way to manage your cash flow, right? A way to understand the system and the resources behind what money is coming into you, what money is going out, um, you know, where are you at? Where's your bank balance today? We call it the accurate bank balance here at Elite Business Advisors. We have a spreadsheet that our clients fill out every Friday um, to see what that number looks like, right? We need to have a system to manage the cash flow to make sure that things are moving ahead in the bank account too. Um, job costing. One of our favorite things to talk about that I'm not going to go into detail this episode. We've done plenty of other episodes on it. Um, I feel like we're almost beating a dead horse, but man, it's so important. It's it's the number one place to start with the finances is analyzing your profit per project. So that's a system in itself, right? A system of analyzing your jobs after they're completed. What are the financial, right? What are the margins in it? What were the estimated hours and what were the actual hours? What was the estimated materials? What was the actual materials, right? Um, it's that analyzation and, and that's a system in itself. Uh, and then last one, this is something you might be doing. This is something you might outsource to people. If you were smart, you were probably outsourcing it to other people. Um, bookkeeping. Uh, this is just a system you have to have in place in order to make sure that, you know, your income statement is up to date. Um, it'll satisfy all your requirements of the IRS. It's how you pay taxes on your business. You have to keep the records of the business and that's a system in itself. So a financial system is like the overall kind of theme here. And then there's a couple little smaller systems inside that, that all make up the larger financial one. So, uh, the next one, a marketing system. I think a marketing system to me is it's really kind of a marketing plan, right? The marketing system says, okay, every every week we're going to post three times on social media. Uh, we're going to put out two stories a day, you know, at least Monday through Friday on our on our stories on Facebook and Instagram. Um, it's it's you're kind of building a marketing plan, saying this is when it's going to happen, right? Uh, and then obviously there's the execution side of it. You need to make sure you've got some sort of a system in place to say, hey, every every morning while I'm eating breakfast, I'm posting, you know, a couple of stories, and we're we're posting our post on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or whatever you decide. Um, so the marketing system, again, kind of like the financial one, and then we're going to get a little more micro here, uh, is kind of an overarching one, right? How do you come up with the marketing plan for your business to understand what things need to be done on a habitual basis, right? Uh, this is the time of year a lot of clients are planning out 2023, you know, in the financial sense, in the production goal sense, everything as far as that goes, you should also be planning out like what marketing events are you having next year? And by that, I mean, you know, customer appreciation events. We've talked a lot about that on the show too. Um, you know, how are you going to go through and plan things out for your clients to where 60 days out, you start marketing and advertising for those events, right? Um, and so the marketing plan, there's a lot that goes into it. We kind of break it down here into three components for you guys. Number one, what's your online presence? You know, when, and when we say online presence, we're talking Google, we're talking a website, we're talking blog posts on your website, maybe your social media plan, you know, what are the different things that you guys can go through and do to, to have that online presence, right? Maybe you work with a company like Painter Marketing Pros, somebody to help with a lot of the SEO, the digital marketing stuff, all those different things. Um, you know, so having a plan, again, like I said, to say, okay, on social media, we're going to post three times a week, uh, you know, on Facebook and Instagram and Google My Business. Uh, and then executing on that, you know, maybe once every two weeks, we'll do a blog post on our website. Um, you know, we ask for Google reviews at the close of every job site. That's, that's a system, right? The way you close out jobs can be a system in itself. Uh, you know, maybe use a, a platform like nice job to get help garner reviews. You know, there's a lot of different things you can do, uh, in other services you can help with to help with your systems. Right. Uh, because, 
A system is there to help save you either time or money or both. Uh, and sometimes you got to pay money to save the time, uh, but you end up saving money in the long run because it evens out, right? So uh, think about that. The second one uh, when it comes to marketing is what's your branding plan, right? Do you have a brand identity? What I mean by that is not just the core values and your mission statement, your vision statement, but do you have, you know, a logo? Do you have colors? Do you have all of your, your materials and your client communication things branded with your company's info on it and colors and, and schemes and stuff? Um, that's really important as you guys grow as business owners and you're trying to, to increase the value, uh, or I should say increase your pricing uh, to the customers. You need to show the value you're giving them, right? There's something to be said. People take a business as a more professional business when there's a lot of branding happening, right? And you show up and maybe your vehicle's got magnets on it. It's got a wrap on it. Um, you know, you've got a, a polo on with your company's logo on it. You've got a sales folder that's, you know, all about your company with your colors, your estimate, however you're sending that over digitally, um, or if you're still printing them out, doing them that way. It, like everything needs to tie in together, right? It should reflect your social media, your website. It should all go together as one thing. Um, you know, do your employees have hats, shirts, you know, sweatshirts, you know, all those different things, um, branding your company. Um, you know, I think it's a good idea. Something else we talked to with some of our clients is to have like a one page document, um, you know, just that, that what is your unique value proposition? Like it, it's going to be a one page, you know, front and back. So I guess technically two pages uh, that just talks a little bit about you guys, you know, what you believe in, what your core values are, uh, you know, the, the process you guys maybe take on on certain different projects. You know, you can add that in there or not. Um, some testimonials, uh, some some frequently asked questions, right? Just like a nice branded one page document that you can give to every customer you you go do an estimate for right maybe you attach it on the estimate as you email it over to them just something really nice professional that's going to set you apart from other people um, so that kind of goes into the branding plan uh, and then the third one I mentioned a second ago is the relationship marketing plan this is one of our biggest things we talk about here with organic marketing is you know do you have a plan on how to go through and, and you know touch base again with your happy current you know previous satisfied customers uh, you know this should be at least I, we, we recommend money monthly, but at least quarterly, um, you know, you should have some sort of interaction with all of, you know, your top 100 clients, right? Or a little bit more than that, if you'd like, uh, depending on the size of your company, you can kind of depend on what size that list should look like, you know, so reaching out to them, uh, you know, via email, uh, something in the physical mail campaign, uh, you know, different ways to, to keep in touch with them. Uh, you guys should have client appreciation events every once in a while. You know, this doesn't have to be something that's a huge, um, you know, event, something that people have to go to. Uh, it can be something small, right? We've had a lot of clients just did the giveaway pies for Thanksgiving. And it was like, hey, drive by our office between, you know, 8 and 12 on Saturday uh, and pick up a pie, right? Just stop by, say hi to us. Take your pie and, and head home. You don't have to hang out. You can if you want. Uh, you know, little things like that, I think, are, are becoming more popular, and we're seeing a lot of good benefits coming uh, from the clients that are working on those things. Just those small drive-by things, right? They can pop in, pick something up. Um, you know, one thing that, that Rachel, our marketing advisor, talks about is, you know, like, go set up a tent at a car wash, make a deal with the car wash and say, Hey, if I buy a hundred car washes today, will you give me a discount? Yes, sure. 
And then you, you know, have, Hey, tell all your clients, Hey, Saturday morning between eight and 12, stop by and get a car wash on me. Um, we're not out washing the cars. You're not out washing the cars. Um, you're just setting up the, the booth there for people to drive in, get a free car wash on you. It's just a little something to say, thank you. Um, little ideas like that, right? They take some planning on it, but that should be part of your marketing plan throughout the year. You know, I say at least have about six different events throughout the year. Again, they can be small things like that. Six different events throughout the year that you have planned into your calendar for your, your top referral partners, your top clients. Uh, and then the last one in there is, is connection cards. That's something else that, that Rachel and I've talked a lot about is, you know, in that monthly or quarterly touch point with all your clients, you could just do a, a simple card, right? Uh, play off of something going on at that time of the year. Uh, so St. Patrick's Day is an easy one for those of you guys sending something out in March. You know, hey, we're so lucky to have you as clients and include a $1 scratch-off ticket uh, in every one of the cards, right? Just a little something to say thank you. Um, or I don't remember when National Coffee Day is, uh, but that Rachel's always done like thanks a latte and send out like a $5 Starbucks or Panera gift card or something like that. Uh, just little things, right? And if you're spending a little bit more money, right, $5 is obviously five times more expensive than a dollar scratch-off. Um, maybe instead of sending it to 100 people, you only send to 25 people to offset that depending on what your budget looks like so so i have a marketing system which is really just the execution to fulfill the strategies and the plan you create for the whole year uh the third one i don't want to say this is most important this is probably the easiest just overall system to create is an estimating system all right as i mentioned you know with student painters we would take college students teach them how to paint a house right i want to be fully honest with you guys when we started doing estimates, we still had no paint training. Like we were literally just going off of what we were taught and what we needed to know to go do estimates, right? That's how good our system was. Uh, and then obviously we learned how to paint as we got closer to summertime. Don't get me wrong. Uh, but business first, craftsperson second. You guys know the story with that. Um, and so we had a whole standard on every single surface that we would paint. We had a standard put together for, you know, how many square feet we painted siding at per hour, right? So everything filtered down to an hourly basis to where all we had to do was walk off the right side of their house and say it's 30 feet long and a story tall so 10 feet so 300 square feet and we would plug it into you know the little the formula they gave us and that's how we knew how to do estimates right it took the guesswork out of it obviously there was variables things to consider right you're working on hills you're working three stories up you got to get up on a roof there was other things to kind of take into mind but like for the most part it was pretty straightforward um, and that's one thing one of the pain points we see a lot of contractors have is they don't know how to do consistent estimates, right? They they know that a project should be between two and three thousand dollars, but they really don't have a good pulse on how to come up with the number, right? And so they guess them, you know, they, they do a lot of guessing, they do a lot of second guessing. Uh, you know, they, they think about it too much. They come up with their price and they're like, ah, that seems too expensive. I'm gonna knock four hundred dollars off. And then they can't figure out why they can't get ahead financially, right? And it's because they don't have a sound estimating practice put together to say like, no, our, I know our price should be $2,600 because that's what the numbers come out to be, right? And so having a having a system in place to take your numbers at estimates, um, obviously there's the sales process, which is another kind of system tied in here with estimating, uh, you know, but you got to think about that one from the, the customer journey. I know we did an episode on that earlier this year. You know, what does the customer journey look like from the second they reach out to you guys, whether it's a lead on your website, maybe a phone call to you guys, maybe a Facebook message, um, all the way through, you know, really the end of the job, but at least leading up to production is kind of when the sales piece of that stops uh, and it becomes a closed job. You know, what does that process look like, right? Um, but the number one thing I would say is get an estimating numbers system in place on how to come up with your pricing 
And that's the most important thing I think you could do in your business because then that ties into the financial side of it we talked about earlier. Um, the last one, the fourth one, is to have a recruiting system. You know, it, recruiting is such a hot topic in the industry right now and in all industries, right? Not just painting, but having a recruiting system in place uh, to screen out candidates, to get interest, to build a pipeline of potential painters for you and your company, right? Um, that's kind of the one stumbling block a lot of people have. I see a lot of people, they can market, they can estimate, they could sell a million and a half dollars year in and year out. But the bottleneck a lot of times for most companies is production, right? Um, if, if their finances are good, the bottleneck typically becomes production. They can't get enough people in. They don't, and, and really what it is, is they don't have a good enough system in place to recruit the right people and to train them the right way. And so the couple systems in, inside this one uh, is number one, what is your process from the time a candidate is interested and applies for your company until the their first day on the job, right? What does that process look like? Uh, you know, I love what Nick Slavic shares with a decent human being theory and kind of his filter down process that he has in place to get candidates that by the time that they sit down for an in-person interview, it's pretty much a formality, right? Because that person really wants to work for their company. Um, you know, we did an interview uh, about a month or so ago with with Luke Reynolds, uh, maybe a couple of weeks ago, actually, uh, with Luke. And, and we talked about his kind of funnel down system, right? And how they do group interviews and kind of a different thought, but the same concept behind it, right? And so, you know, have a system in place that's going to make sure that the people you're hiring aren't just people that can fog a mirror, uh, but they're the people that really are a good fit for your company because they wanna be there. They're not somebody that just took a job because they sent an application out, you called them, you talked to them for five minutes and you hired them and said, hey, show up on Monday. There was a process in place, right? Um, you know, I, I think one thing uh, on that note, uh, and I, I might step on a couple toes here, uh, but again, I want you to get better and I want you to reach your potential. So if, if you get offended at this, I apologize, but that means you probably needed to hear it. Um, if you don't take your company seriously with having a structure in place and setting the tone with these new employees, you really can't expect your employees to take your company seriously. And I know that just hurt a couple of you guys, and I'm so sorry for that, but I want it for you more than you might want it for yourself. Um, because, you know, think back to all the jobs that you've had. And, and if you had a job where, you know, the hiring and the onboarding process was really sharp, the training was good, you know, you got a good vibe, you probably were more productive and a happier employee at that job. And you were likely to stay because you saw the company was taking business seriously, right? If you do the five minute phone interview and okay, hey, great. Yep. Love to see you on our job site on Monday and you show up and there's not even a training system and it's just kind of disarray and disorganized and it's probably hard for you to get really invested in like, wow, this company's really going places. You're kind of like, this is what I signed up for. Like, so think about that as a business owner, that if you've got a good system in place, you set the tone, you set the expectation that you're a good professional company, you're taking your business seriously, your employees are a little bit more likely to probably stay with you guys, get off to a good start and want to grow within the company. Uh, and then the last one, which I think this is the most important piece of it, What's the training system you have in place for your new employees, right? I just said if you show up on Monday and it's a mess and they're working with you or you have them go work with, you know, painter, you know, painter Jimmy, um, you know, and Jimmy doesn't really know what he's doing, but he's now training this new employee. Like, you're, again, you're setting that employee up for failure. But if you have a really good training program where you say, hey, uh, we're going to spend two days actually um, at our office or at a shop or at my house, you know, 
we've got one client, I think they're going to get their basement painted about 67 times this year because uh, they just keep using it for training for their employees because they don't have like a shop space to be able to do this yet. Uh, but they're just being smart, right? Work smarter, not harder. And so they have all their employees come and repaint like bedrooms in, in their basement and stuff. Um, and so I, I can only imagine how much those rooms are going to shrink with all the coats of paint here in the next few years. But, um, but you know, just find a way and say, hey, the, the first two days we're actually going to do uh, an in-house training before we have you go out on job sites. And so I'm going to spend two days with you training you the, the elite painting way, as I would always say, whatever your company is. I love that terminology um, because you want to make sure that your employees are being taught the way you want to do things, not um, not necessarily the way your, your other painters do things, right? Because they may not do it the way you want to until you get a production manager. You've got somebody that can train the company way with your SOPs. So have a really good training system in place. There's a lot of great resources. They, the PCA here has got some great resources on painter training. Plug into those. Make that a part of your training system. But if you can really get good at screening people out and having some systems they walk through it while they're you know interviewing for the job, and then you have a really good training program in place. And, and again, don't overthink that. Have something to start somewhere and get them off to the right path. You're you're going to be a little bit more set up. Your retention is going to be better. They're going to set your employees up for success, which will set your business up to grow in the long run. So um, so I hope that makes sense. Is uh, This whole idea came out of a conversation. Um, we just recorded a podcast episode with Brandon Pierpont of Painter Marketing Pros that'll come out early next year. Um, he had me on there as a guest and we just like randomly talked to him. He's like, what are the systems you need to have in your business? And I'm like, man, I should do a whole episode on this. So so I hope that makes sense. Again, I, I call it the four systems, but as you could hear, there's really probably 12 or 13 smaller ones ingrained in here. Um, but having, having a system for finances, marketing, estimating, and recruiting, if you can master those four things, um, I really think your business is going to be set up for for massive success in 2023, but really more importantly beyond that, right? 2024, 2025, you'll always continue to iterate and change and tweak the system to, as you grow and new things come out, new technology happens, new ideas. Uh, but just start somewhere and get these systems in place for your business. It'll save you a lot of time. It'll probably save you some money. It'll definitely save a lot of stress. It'll make life easier for your employees. Uh, and most importantly, I think it'll make life easier for your customers too. So again, thank you guys for being a supporter of the show. I'm really excited for our last episode of the year next week with Brandon Pierpont himself, actually uh, talking all about marketing and how to prepare for 2023. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you automatically get the newest episode every Tuesday morning. If you find our podcast beneficial, we'd love to hear from you by giving us a rating and a review. Not only does it help us stay connected to you, but it helps other business owners throughout the country find us. If you have questions or would like more information on how we help our clients, visit us online at www.elitebusinessadvising.com. Thanks again for listening. We hope you have a great rest of the day.